Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring! Let's do this. Hello, welcome to Canadian Politics is Boring. My name is Reese. This is Jesse. Um, small talk. Can you do that more, like as depressing as, as possible sounding? Try to do it again. <sighs> Just sounds um, like you're taking a dump. Welcome to Canadian politics is boring. I'm dead on the inside. <laughs> How was that? Jesus Christ. It's like you've got practice. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine on the inside. If you cut me open, it'd say fine. Yeah. <laughs> really All the way through me, yeah. like a stick of rock. Do you have stick stick of rock here? What Do you know what a stick of rock is? Instead of rock tape to a stick. No, it's, it's like a, you would call it candy. I would call it sweets. It's like a hard candy sweet that is like a long, thin uh, kind of tube. And you buy it at seaside, at the seaside or fun, fun fairs and fun places. And you chew it and bite it. And it says, it'll say like, I don't know, Margate, which is a seaside resort. Um, and it says it all the way through. It's like printed through a stick of rock. Wow. It's a British I've thing. I've never heard of this in my life. And then what happens is you hold it and you're eating it and your hands get sticky and like bits of fluff stick to your face and it's great and you lose your teeth. Wow. It's great. Stick of rock. Okay. I feel like I should share 
like a, a Canadian thing with you. Um, this is a Newfoundland. Uh, this is a Newfoundland delicacy. Have you heard of a Towton? Towton? Towton. No, I don't know what a Towton is. Towton is, it's it's very much Newfoundland. Uh, my friend Ryan and I went to St. John's uh, a few years back and we, we had it. A uh, Towton? A Towton. So like, it, I'm trying to visualize what a Towton could be. Yeah, what, do you think, <laughs> what do you think a Towton is? Um, I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint. A small, it is a, it a, is small, a sweet treat. Oh, I was going to say it was a small mammal. A small mammal dipped in caramel. <laughs> <laughs> a Towton is um, fried dough. Uh, I think sometimes with powdered sugar, sometimes not. Uh, it's fried dough with uh, drizzled in molasses. Nice. And it's delicious. It's it's, a- it's absolutely fucking delicious. It's very simple and it's really fucking good. And it's very cool. Newfoundland-esque for whatever. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know where the name comes from. But there you go. You the small talk doesn't feel small. It feels important. I mean, Cultural exchange. Culture, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Canadian, you never had a stick of rock. I recommend fly into the UK just to have a stick of rock. And if you've never had a Towton, fly to Newfoundland and ask mm. for a Towton. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. When I go back, routing, when I go for a when I eventually go back to the UK, when they let me back to visit, when I'll, they let you back, I'll bring you a stick of rock. Okay. Oh, I suppose they've they've closed the borders right now. Haven't no, they? you can actually go. It's oh, just, really? Okay. I like to so imagine. Why, why I like to imagine I was exiled. <laughs> being too awesome. <laughs> yep, that's what happened. Yeah. So, uh, are you excited about this episode? Are you excited? The election is so close. No. You know me. The, I'm curious. It's funny, the polls have swung back. Justin Trudeau is, is doing well again, and the Conservatives slip back. Apparently, yeah. they reckon that once everyone finished um, just enjoying the summer and not thinking about politics, and they actually started to pay attention. I looked at the polls recently, um, just out of curiosity, and this was like a few days ago when uh, the Liberals and the PCs, the Conservatives, were pretty much neck and neck, which is, I mean, like, to be fair, before the election, it's just a poll of, like, people who yeah. are already kind of registered to vote. Again, maybe not registered to vote. I don't know what it is. People who are, you know, I don't know. I don't know how the fucking polls work. And I don't, I like the NDP. If I was going to vote in general, it would be NDP. But uh, the NDP never fucking wins. <laughs> right? Yeah, but. And so I thought I had to vote. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I was told. I'm, I'm saying this wrong. I thought I had to vote. Uh, oh, there's a term for it. Strategic voting. I had to, thought I had to vote liberal so that the PCs wouldn't get into power. And then my buddy Howie. Hi, Howie. Say hi, Howie Reese. Hi, Howie. There you go. Uh, he told me that that's not how it works in Canada and you can't actually strategically vote uh, prime ministers in. And I was like, okay, I don't know. And he tried to explain it to me and I just couldn't get it because I'm too thick. I guess it's like if you if the two main parties in say your MP is liberal and the competitor is conservative and it's like a few percentage points between them and you decide to vote NDP it shrinks the liberal that's the idea of strategic voting you vote you stay voting liberal because you don't want the liberal party to um, to lose votes you want them to beat the conservatives but like that. It, I, my understanding from a lot of people is they they don't want to fall back on that anymore. They don't see that as, um, and the liberals have relied on it a lot. My from, a, from things I've read that they 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 use that as a scare tactic to stop people voting NDP. Or it could just be an excuse from the NDP because they don't get the votes they want. They could go up, well, more people would vote for us if they weren't afraid of voting for the liberals. So it's it's hard to tell. It's yeah. hard to read everyone's mind simultaneously. I'll be I've tried. <laughs> 
How'd that go? Badly. <laughs> I can barely read my own mind. So. <laughs> All right. So what's this episode about, Reese? Oh, so this is our last episode, and I think it kind of this last. This is our last episode before the election. The election's going. The election will be tomorrow, and you have to go and vote. And uh, this is this is Sunday. Uh, you will be voting tomorrow, and then you'll be tuning into our live stream. It's just oh, as yeah, in, right. just as important as voting. Definitely tune into exercise our live stream. a democratic right and vo- tune into our live stream. It's been done for centuries in Canada. Um, you should do it. And we're gonna we're gonna have it's gonna be great. We're we're gonna have about between three and seven viewers uh, who are gonna come to watch us live. Um, one of them is gonna be my mom, and we're gonna be demonstrating various products that companies have reached out to us. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, yeah. yeah. We've got we still got time. <laughs> <laughs> something and if a miracle be, happens tomorrow and you deliver something that'd be great i'm gonna i'm um, gonna be extremely caffeinated and reese is gonna tell me uh so hold on uh, you're you have you have to convince me who to who to like to make up my well i guess i already so like okay you know what that's that, you said you were gonna convince me to vote i'm already convinced to vote but i'm not happy with it we've talked about that a bunch yeah, i'm yeah. gonna vote out of guilt and obligation not out of because i think it's the right thing to do or because i think it's gonna have any impact whatsoever but that doesn't make your vote like 50 percent of a vote is still a vote uh, yeah right but you know whatever but you're voting um, in an informed way we've talked about a lot of stuff so when you vote now you have way more information than you would have had before. but like i I was so like, I still don't know who to vote for, you know, and, and nor do I like, I just, the only thing I know this, this is if I'm going to, if I'm going to be voting emotionally, this is me and I'm not telling our, our, I just don't want the PCs in power. The PCs are in power. The progressive conservatives are in power in Nova Scotia. Amazingly, they're doing a really good job so far of, of like pissing off the the, the right wing people who voted them in by by and like, doing nothing to attract everybody else yeah like, but they're just <laughs> no it's kind of amazing like they're kind of okay nova scotia is so backwards the liberals act like conservatives and the liberal and the conservatives act like liberals it's weird man it only in nova scotia okay like they're doing a really good job with the pandemic as soon as they get voted in it's weird okay um but as far as the country's concerned last time we had the conservatives in power they just they just shit all over this country. My God, Harper was just a monster. And I'm really kind of scared that the conservatives are going to get into power in the country again. And so I don't really have a preference for who I want in. I guess NDP would be really cool. I don't see that happening. I guess I could vote liberal just to kind of give them a boost up. My only real directive is to make sure the PCs don't get into power. And that, I feel, is a really shitty reason to vote. No, because do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I should be voting who I want in, not voting to make sure someone then vote doesn't if, get. If in. you want the NDP and vote for the NDP, they're not going to get in. That shouldn't be. If everybody had that attitude, then they'll never get in. January is a paradox. You're yeah. trapped in your own paradox. You don't want to vote for them because you don't think they'll get in. Therefore, they will never get in because no one will vote for them. You could just vote for them. Or don't. And I, there's something about ridings. I don't understand ridings. Can you explain that to me? So it's just it's like a everyone in that riding. I don't fully understand how our system so, works. So it's a parliamentary system. Okay. So you have a certain number of seats in a room, and whoever gets the most seats okay. in that room gets to form a government. Okay. At the moment, the main party, the Liberals, don't have enough seats to have a majority so Meaning they don't have more than 50% of the seats. Yes. Yeah, so they're a minority government and they rely on other parties supporting them to pass legislation to get it voted through. So if they want to introduce a new law or a new... Um, so if they want to... Ins- 
let me get this straight. So okay. if, if you are a majority or a minority, if you want to pass a law, you need, I'm assuming, more than 50% of the people in that room to agree to this law change. Yes. And if you have a majority government, that means that your government has more than 50% of the seats, which means that you can just pass whatever the fuck you want. As long, as, you as, want. long as your own party likes you. As long as your own party likes you and your own party kind of all agrees with these laws that you want to change. Because that party selects the leader as well. So with it, once you've elected that, that, that party, those people in those seats also right. get to choose who's in charge. Or not so necessarily them, even just people who are members of, the, of that party. So if you have a minority government, Say you have you know, 30 percent of the seats, and the rest of the seats are made up from the different parties out there. And you want to pass a law, you have to convince these other parties that your law is a good idea and to get on board with this, so that you can get more than fifty percent of the seats on board to change this law. Is that that's roughly what's been happening for the last two years? So even if I wanted to vote NDP, knowing damn well NDP are not going to run this country, um, I could give them more seats to help push for or against laws that are trying to be which is what they did which is what they've been doing so there was is that is that why you should vote for who you want to vote for regardless of whether or not you should vote on the country you should, you should vote is, but is that why yeah I, th I think you probably should because you want to vote for someone you you agree with um you shouldn't i, I understand you voting and i, think, I don't know i don't understand but, i don't understand strategy. But, apparently i was told i can't do it like it's not possible well it probably i imagine it depends on the situation in your in in the riding that you're in so the riding is essentially the zone where all those people get to choose who fills in their seat okay so you go to Toronto. Can you give an example Halifax West. Okay. We're, we're currently sat in the riding of Halifax West. Everyone who lives in Halifax West can now vote, and our representative will go and fill in one seat in that room of people. To get, explain that in, 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 in even simpler terms than a room full of chairs. <laughs> no, I mean, the whole riding thing. I'm still not fully it's just, getting it's, the whole It's riding just a thing. zone. It's a neighborhood. It's, it's a neighborhood, okay. It's, it's, it's a geographical area. And, that, ge fenced. and that geographical area will have the power of one seat. Yes. So you're choosing your representative for this zone, and that zone is zoned by Elections Canada based on data that kind of tries to give it a rough estimate of people and um, kind of is, is complicated. There's like formulas they used to work them out, but I don't fully understand it myself. So, okay, right. So so you choose. So, so even so, if, if the people in our, in our riding... Okay. No, I think I think I'm I think I'm getting this. Okay. So, but the, when people talk about strategic voting, what they're saying is, they, you know, there's a li this is a liberal area where we live. I actually get I get made fun of a lot for not understanding how our political system works. But if if people keep making fun of people for not understanding how something works, that's not a great. You're gonna go fuck you. I don't care yeah, about exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're gonna go why why is is a is is a it's not a good way of spreading education about it to be dismissive. You just go, oh, cool, yeah, it is a bit weird. I'll explain it to you, and you just yeah, so, you know. So it, it essentially. You know, you now, granted the fact different that I the, have a popular political podcast and don't understand politics is kind of funny. <laughs> I, I think I think is, is what makes our show tick. It's yeah. what makes it go along. Oh, I'll agree with that. Um, but I think that <laughs> honestly, the and it's different from the US system because obviously you vote for this candidate or this candidate. Maybe there's a third person that nobody really pays attention to. So you get you get a linear choice between a Democrat and a and a Republican. Right. 
And that's how you choose your leader. Here it's different. The leader is selected by from the team of people who've got the most chairs in that room. So here, uh, here's another question for you. Since this is like the day before the election, I'm going to have all my questions about how our fucking system works out to you. Here you go. <laughs> I know this is probably not what you wanted this episode to be about. No, sorry, we can still cover the topic. We'll get to that. Um, I've heard this from my friend Ryan a bunch. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. I don't know you. He doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't give a shit. More an idiot. You should listen to our show. <laughs> we can say whatever we want about Ryan. He's not going to hear it. <laughs> I don't know. He might beat me up. <laughs> he probably could. Um, so I've been told that the Liberal Party of Canada is very centralist instead of left. Where it's more central than it is left. Well, put it this way. People on the right call them communists. People on the left call them fascist. Oh, not fascist. They call them right wing. Right. So, but I've been told that they're in realist in realism, they're more centralist than anything. Yeah, they they okay. they kind of I think they're consistently centralist. Right. In their policy, and I think centralism is if that's even a term, centralism. How's my audio? It sounds echoey. It's yeah. fine. Is it reverby? It sounds reverby. It's fine. <laughs> you'd just, say, make, you'd, just make your point. You'd, it's say, fine. It's, you'd say anything's fine. So Every, I, could, I could be standing. I say fine all the way through the middle. It's fine. I know. <laughs> like a stick so, of rock, as we learned. <laughs> so. Um, I think centralism is a good idea because, like like I was saying before, even if you disagree with an idea, we can't just be dismissive about the idea and hope that it goes away. Kind of like Trump supporters. Just because Trump's no longer in office doesn't mean that Trump supporters are now gone. They're yeah. still out there and they still have these ideas, you know, and that's kind of terrifying to me. But that's a different topic altogether. So um, centralism at least addresses uh, the ideas of the right and tries to appeal and appeal to the people of the right as well as the left. I'm like, that. That sounds like trying to get people, both people to hold hands, which is – maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's not how yeah, it works at I all. I guess like – Is that not how it works? I could be like oh, – this is me trying I, to understand I, it, right? Like, I'm one of those people who kind of – I use the terms left-wing and right-wing all the time, but I don't necessarily think – I think the parties like to imagine that there's this choice – Left, right, middle, whatever. Right. But I think people are way more complicated than that. So you might Of course get, they are. Of course they are. You know, I, I think you'll get people who are socially very liberal and accepting of, of of all different kinds of people, but very fiscally conservative where they don't want the government spending lots of money on, on vanity projects and things. And, oh, yeah. No, you know, I agree with and that. They, and they'll... They, so, and and becomes, it be, does become dangerous when we start labeling others and labeling ourselves in an emotional sort of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Know, that is dangerous. Yeah, because if you believe in something that the, the conservatives uh, are, t- are touting and believe in other stuff that the liberals are and believe in even more stuff that the NDP, what are you? you but know, also, like, People are smart. They don't. Right. They're not tribal in the sense they align themselves. Like some people do align themselves with parties, but some people will go. Well, do you know what? Last time we were over those people, but this time I think we need to take the country in this direction. I think as much as I don't like them, I think they're more likely to do it, and I'm, therefore I'm going to vote for them in this. And and I think that like that's people making the decision. They, they're hedging their bets. They're going to go. I care about this issue and this issue right now. Mm-hmm. It was. It's not so much of an issue as it was. Or this is a future issue that no one's talking about. Apart from this party, it's people. I think people care about issues. The people care about issues, and that's the problem. Is people care about issues, and we are taking those issues and we are applying them to people, and then we are applying hero and villain status to those people. Yeah, yeah. And that is hugely fucking problematic. Hugely problematic. Because then we're no longer talking about issues. We're talking about heroes and villains. Yeah. Okay? And that's mind that's at the core of what is wrong with our political system. Okay? Is we're not talking about ideas. Yeah, and you when you actually look at it, we're talking about how shit Justin Trudeau is, how shit Max and Bernier is, how shit like it doesn't matter. We're talking about fucking people, and people are throwing rocks and showing oh, it pisses me off. Anyway. 
I'm digressing. We're digressing. What I was, I am scared of the, of the PCs. I'm scared of the, of the progressive conservatives and maybe I am misinformed and I am often am. <laughs> okay. But from what I understand, the progressive conservatives have, and what I've been taught is that all they care about is the economy. All they care about is jobs. And that's their number one platform and always has been for decades. And the economy is important. And jobs are important, but they treat it like it's literally the only important thing. And I've mentioned this on our show before. Literally the only fucking important thing. Nothing else matters as long as we get this economy. And I've been taught by a friend of mine, Ryan. Hello. Who doesn't listen? Um, that Hi, Ryan. Who doesn't listen? Ironically, uh, the PCs have actually put our country into further debt than any other party in history and consistently do so every time they're voted in. It's because they cut taxes and then... But then they don't find a way of replacing that income. Right. And then the liberals or the NDP or whoever gets in after them are blamed yes. for what they've done. So this is like if we're just looking at a fucking track record, I want to keep the PCs out of power. I just do. And I've been told and it kind of makes sense that if the NDP and the liberals joined fucking powers, if they just put their differences inside and said, look, we're not going to agree on everything, but – if we join forces and become one mega party, the PCs will never again gain control. Ever. Um, but that depends, though, because you go out west and the Liberal Party doesn't have huge influence. You go to Alberta and the NDP is the main opposition. No, but that's what I'm saying. But what I mean is, is that if they joined, they would alienate them from... It's a very... Canada's a well. Don't huge... call them liberal. Don't call them NDP. Call them something else. Just join. Yeah, but the point is, is if they join join forces with the Liberals, it would change how they're perceived by the some of their core voters and vice versa. I mean, depending so, on how they advertise this, how and, they market themselves, and you might get a lot of people who are centrist in the in the Liberal Party who go to the Conservatives because they think that the NDP is going to influence too far to the left. Maybe so. You know, it is. Hmm. It, it's complicated and and like and the thing canada is like a patchwork of so many different communities with different like sources of if you know of the main generators of the economy and things it's so like you're always gonna get i honestly i like i like parliamentary systems where you have lots of different parties so it's not a, a, a kind of a binary choice between this color or this color it's you have so during the pandemic um you know the liberals have had to work with the ndp and the ndp have influenced the le the, the legislation that's gone through and the programs that have gone through to support people during the pandemic because they needed their support they had to work together on it so even though they weren't part of the same party they they were able to have influence over stuff even hmm. though they were the third largest party the liberals had to work with them to, to pass things i mean that's great that it encourages that sort of behavior but i still thoroughly believe deep down that the system is broken and needs to be just a huge reform from from beginning to end. Like, yeah, well, I, I think like they were supposed to bring an AV, like that, that new vote in where you know it, it's not um, first past the post when right, it takes all. Yeah, which they were supposed to bring in. They were supposed to bring in, and they didn't do it. In fact, they promised they would, and then they got voted in, and then they realized, oh, if we if we actually change the system to do You'll that, lose. we will lose. Yeah, and yeah. so they stopped. Which, uh, you know, okay, look, I get it. It's simple math. If we do what we said we'd promise, then we'll lose. Let's not do that thing. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> right. Oh, golly, Jesse. I've got some great news. We've had a fresh delivery from the ad man. Gee whiz, Reese. Really? From the ad man? 
smell them. They're fresh. Oh, ads. Can we talk about our topic now? Yes, real briefly, I want to say this one thing. Okay. Okay, which thing. is the way our system currently works, and not just Canada, but the States, especially the States. And I've said this, it's akin to a fucking wrestling match. Okay? It's hero worship and vilification. And this is the biggest fucking problem we have. Okay, is attaching ideas to people and then vilifying that person or hero worshiping that person. Okay, worshiping that person. And it's, it's wrong on so many levels because this brings in the idea of, of attaching your worth to a belief in a person, not the concepts behind. So I think it would, how much different would our system be if there were no people attached to parties? If it was, okay, this year we've got party circle, we've got party square, and we've got party triangle. In the past... Party Circle promised to do these things, and their track record for their promises is 32%. And these are the things that they've said they did and would do. In the past, Party Square promised these things, and they have a success record of 67% of, of, of going through with the things that they promised to do. And Party Circle has a success record of 49%, and these are the things that they promised to do and did. These are the promises that all these parties are now doing. Look at what they did in the past. Look at what they're now promising. We're not putting a name we're not putting any faces. It's party circle, square, and triangle. This is their track records. This is what they're promising. No, seriously, make it boring as fuck. Make it statistical. Make a data analysis. Okay, and that's well, there's, it. There's nothing stopping like uh, you want that kind of data. You just it's, it's interesting. Like no, but you, if that's all they're and no, no, they're but, not, they're but, not but, allowed, but, and they're but, not but allowed they, legally. They're not allowed putting down other parties to promote themselves. But you don't. I, I guess even regardless of like reform in the system in the way where it's kind of that blind. That information is available. You can see how each how each MP has voted on each issue. Sure, yeah, so, it's, so you it's can, available. But, but you're, no, asking, but, you're asking the average disengaged voter to dig that up themselves. No, no, That's no, no. Not but not going to happen my, because my, it my, hasn't been happening. But my point is, rather than journalists covering like buses with people smiling on the side and polls, it'd be great if they did. They were like, "Great, we're going to get all the data, and we're going to show you which individual person in each riding did what, and how they voted, and which party." You know, it did. would be great, but that's not how it happens, and it's not going to it's not going to be how it continues to happen because it's about hero worship and vilification, and that's what people are covering, and that's what gets ratings, and that's what keeps people watching. And that's what you should just leave it to and views and just, likes and comments. You should just let an like, algorithm choose. Fucking hell, <laughs> that'd be easier. All hail the algorithm. <laughs> For it decides our leader. Anyway, that's my that's my, Good. That's so, my and, comment. So go and vote. Have you decided who you're going to vote for? <sighs> no, I haven't. You'll probably decide when you're in the booth. Um, no, I'm gonna honestly. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up the NDP's platform. I'm gonna look up the Liberals' pat platform. I'm just gonna see what they have to say. Honestly, I'm gonna do the same thing that I did for the provincial election, which is gonna look up their their platform on environmental changes. And what the and like honest to God, the NDP is probably gonna have a higher reform for not reform, higher expectations for uh helping the environment than the liberals. I don't know, man. I don't know. Honest to God, I still don't think it fucking matters. I really no, I really don't. I really I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. You should do it. I'm going to. Yeah. I just don't think it fucking But even if it pays off, it matters. Even if your choice pays off in fifteen years' time, it's worth it. 
Yeah, even if the butterfly effect of your vote takes that long to take into effect, you're still going to be here in 15 years, probably. I hope. You seem pretty healthy. <laughs> Keto, buddy. <laughs> uh, I don't know who I'm going to vote for, but um, I will tell you tomorrow during our live stream who I voted for. Yeah, we we'll can, do, yeah. Oh, look at that! Oh, there you Kevin go. Kevin tickling their fancy, getting right. them to come and turn up to our live stream. Good work. Thanks. <laughs> can I share a clip with you? Yes, this I has think, been a very long rant to if, get into the beginning of our yeah, topic. Yeah. If if in a hundred years, if if we lived a hundred years in the future and we were setting this podcast up, I believe this would be the moment from this election that we would talk about in a funny episode. Say that again. Say you know we look back at historical events. I think we I think we could easily live to 120 years old, 140 years old. I think that's. I don't want to. I'd be tired. I'd be tired. That'd be great. I'd run, run out of giving a fuck by now. So, <laughs> but the um, I think I'm going to make it to 80 tops. But um, <laughs> if, with that attitude, sure. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Um, no, but my my point is, if we were, if we had 100, if we look we look back 100 years ago and we we tell funny stories about stuff that happened in the past on our show sometimes we do contemporary stuff too i think this moment will be the thing that people remember like a fuddle duddle or a with jesse choosing to vote no 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 <laughs> this clip i'm going to show you this clip i'm going to oh, show you okay so th right. this is justin trudeau um on the campaign trail and somebody shouts something very nasty to him about his wife Wow. So that was an angry man who shouted. He, what he, did he shout? I couldn't he I said, couldn't hear it. Can they you play beep, it again? They beeped it. Um, he they was basically calling just to do his wife, Sophia Hall. Wow. Which is not nice. Oh, wow. And this angry, angry man starts shouting, call, hackling, say, calling him a chicken shit and telling him he needs to... He's huge, too. He's a giant man. He's giant. Giant man with muscles. Now, the title I, of the video... Isn't there a hospital you should be going to bother right now? <laughs> what a retort. Oh. oh, Justin, that was... That was A, good. That was good. That was B, a, uncalled for. As the, well, Prime Minister, as the Prime Minister of Canada, man, you should have a little bit more... <laughs> a little bit more... Um, Restraint. Look how composed he is, though. He is very composed. Isn't there a hospital you should be going to bother right now? See, I'm on public so property. So, in the states, this man would be taken away by public by by private security no, no in the states this man would be uh, an anchor on fox news the day after oh my god he totally fucking would be he'd be a he'd hero be, he'd make a million dollars he'd be sponsored by like black rifle coffee and all those you're absolutely right, -wing right. brands and you're he'd absolutely be a hero. Right. yeah um and uh, you're saying hey i'm on public property isn't and there a hospital you should be bothering right now that's in, that's amazing it was, okay, a, it was a great line it was a great line but like come on man just he like, called he called his he called his wife a whore Again, it's not if very, no, no. If you're if you're just a regular public, if you're just a regular person, that was a great retort. He's the prime minister of fucking Canada, man. Have some restraint. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but in fairness, in fairness to him, you're like, not. You're teaching people to shout back angrily at people shouting angrily at you. This is not constructive. We've talked about this before. It isn't. 
It's not. It's a great retort. It's a fun line to say back, and it makes our show but also, really fun, but it's not I what we should be teaching people how to respond. But I would like to counter that with, we talk all the time about how politicians need to be human. And if he just stood there and was and just smiled and waved, we would accuse him of being too polished and not reacting like human. Why the fuck didn't he say anything to, the, to that man who called his wife a whore? It was a horrible thing to say, it's, and it's misogynistic. And I'm not mean. saying he shouldn't have said anything. No, no. But what I'm saying is, that's is not that what I'm saying. I actually like him more for doing it because he was human, and somebody said something, and he he didn't swear. And he actually, he didn't, he actually well, had a, very, okay, had quite a if, funny okay, line. You know what? No, if he had swore, I would have liked him even more because that's very human. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, you big bag of balls. I would have loved if he said that. <laughs> wow, isn't there a hospital he should be bothering right now? That's a great line. That's a great line. It was. But also, but like, again, it's just, just, but I'd just like to say he apologized afterwards. His line was, they did went, he apologize they, afterwards? Yeah, he oh, said, he did. He said, what did he say? He said, a heckler said something misogynistic about my wife. He went after my family. And uh, I lost my temper, and I'm sorry for what I said. Oh, well, fucking A, that's awesome. So, oh, no, that's great. So he, did, he didn't like, you know. Okay, no, that's, you know what? There's the humanity. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, he didn't, yeah. And it's, He says, I think Canadians know I have pretty thick skin, and I'm able to take all sorts of different abuse, especially if it means that someone is not somewhere else hassling frontline health workers or vulnerable Canadians. But he went after my family. He said hateful, misogynistic things about my wife. My family believes deeply in what I'm doing and put up with an awful lot, but everyone has limits, and I will always I will always be there to try and push back when someone crosses the, these lines. Oh, you know what? That's That's a reasonable response. I'll give him that. Okay. You know what? Maybe I'll take it back. Fuck it. Good on you, Trudeau. So, like I said, <laughs> <laughs> if if in a hundred years' time our great grandchildren are doing this podcast, somehow they inherit. <laughs> I mean, he went. He went a step, he went still a step back. His father, his father would have choked a bitch, you know, like as he did. His father would have pulled out a nine millimeter handgun and just. <laughs> do you not I'm remember? Joking, do not you know? <laughs> <laughs> wasted him. Um, Wait, are we talking? Fidel Castro. Are oh, you talking about Fidel Castro? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not talking about Fidel Castro. I'm talking about. I was talking about Fidel Castro. You were talking about Fidel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that guy was terrifyingly huge, though. He, he was, was a really big guy, and very he, big guy, but also um, like huge. Just goes to the gym and has angry thoughts every day. He's got a picture of Justin Trudeau on a punch bag, and he was waiting that his whole life. I, I guarantee that. Yeah, um, I mean. I kind of feel like I I like Justin Trudeau more for his response, and yes, it was like um, it sounds like something somebody would say on a podcast, or someone would say in a very no, human way. No, you know it, what it sounds like. You know what it sounds like. It sounds like something someone would think of to say, like afterwards. An hour later, yeah. shit, I should have said that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, but he I actually came so up cool. with it. Yeah, <laughs> he actually did it. He did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like actually little, did it there and then. I'm a little jealous that like he has the, the bloody quick. Yeah, it was very quick. It was very that quick. Was good. And 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 for me, this is the most. This is the most historical. Port, this is the most historically important moment from the entire election moving forward. It reminds me of uh, Rumble in the Bronx. A moment, a scene from Rumble in the Bronx when a Jackie Chance really films. Okay, it's a great where, film. It's a great film. Is but that like, the, is that the one with the the sports car? And the no, left. that was no. That was one of the other ones. Um, I show my kids those action sequences, and they can't believe what he can do. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, Jackie Chan's incredible, incredible. But like, there's a scene in in Rumble in the Bronx where he's like, he's fighting this gang of people in this warehouse, and he's not being aggressive; he's being defensive. They're coming at him, and he's like defending himself. He's smacking them around, but he's not trying to smack them around. He's like, he's he's in a fight, but doesn't want to continue the fight. 
That's Jackie Chan still. It's all very self-defensive. Anyway, he beats them all up. He def- he, he, but he doesn't like... In Jackie Stan style. You know what I mean, right? Jackie, Jackie Stan. Jackie Stan. Yeah, his cousin. My favorite country. <laughs> Jackie Stan. Jackie Stan. <laughs> Are you saying that Justin Trudeau is the Jackie Chan of Canadian politics? No, here's because I hope you are. No, I wish. Oh. No, I'm saying the opposite. So at the end of the fight, after he had kind of like he didn't beat the shit out of everyone, he just kind of like he used their momentum to beat. He them used up. their momentum to kind of beat them up to a point where he stopped the fight, right? And then everyone was kind of exhausted, and when 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 they all kind of like were out of breath, and Jackie was about to leave, and I'm going to misquote him here. He's like. I hope we can all sit down and have tea someday. And the bad guys in the scene were like, do you mean that? Did he mean that? Right? Like they were taken aback, right? Because he wanted, he didn't want to fight. He wanted everyone to get along. And that was thrown into an action movie, an action comedy movie. that was so kind of deep, right? When you watch yeah, that yeah. movie for the first time, like, especially oh when you God. watch like Rambo and all yeah, those films, right? It's just like, Pfft. yeah. And so that's, that's what that I That was think. a machine gun, by the way, <laughs> not a sprinkler. So part of me is like really kind of happy that Justin Trudeau came up with that retort that we'd all think of an hour later. Reckon like, yeah, if it was an action movie, right? it was it was like it would be a well written line, well delivered in time. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, in reality, it would be like, how do we diffuse this angry person and and listen to them, you know, so that we can sit down for tea? It would be the ideal choice, the ideal because so rather yeah. than like throwing something back like the comment that you did, you'd rather him go do something that would embrace that person. Not embrace, but allow because like if this person, but he clearly, said something really horrible about his wife. Yeah, it was awful, you know. And someone has to be the better man. Yeah, well, his line was better, so he won. <laughs> I can't argue with that. So, so he did win. I'm not saying he was mature, but he won that one. Point to justice, but it's just. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to really embrace this whole wrestling mentality. It's like wrestle matchment for politics. Fuck it. Yeah, let's do <laughs> let's exactly. Just do it. No, yeah. nobody's heckled Aaron. If o- Justin, no one's heckled Aaron O'Toole. Aaron O'Toole. We heckle him. Well, not I, really face. Want to taste, I really want to taste his banana bread. Oh, that sounds really sexual. That's. I'll take it back. I really want to taste his banana bread. You do. You were talking. You were like. You were like go, talking about how much you liked his guns on the front cover of his uh, plan. He for had Canada. huge guns, man. He had huge guns, and you. You just. I want just to want to taste his banana bread. <laughs> soft, moist banana bread. <laughs> Fucking hell! Stop. Still warm from the stop. oven. Stop. Oh my god. What kind of icing drizzled on it, Jesse? I just want Aaron to cradle me and rock me back and forth like a baby, <laughs> <laughs> telling you everything's going to be all right. <laughs> smell of fresh banana bread in the air and you go did you, and you get, he's just whispering in you did you dream that stephen harper was in the house again <laughs> don't worry i'll never invite him around again <laughs> and then you fall back asleep you've got to sit and stephen harper's just sat there watching tv and he's just looks at him goes, the price is right yeah just, just goes i know he doesn't like me being here <laughs> <laughs> did you lie to him again <laughs> and aaron's like i just wanted him to go to sleep <laughs> and you can never tell him about us <laughs> oh god i feel like this is like an 80s sitcom 
Aaron and friends. And then Stephen Harper just goes, just go and cook me some fucking food. <laughs> Shut your face. Get this 80s sitcom. Jesse wakes up again. Turn for the Jesse wakes up again. I'll tell you so you can go and sort it out. I'm going to watch this game. This is great. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, thank you. Aaron, Aaron O'Toole and Stephen Harper in an abusive relationship and you're their child. <laughs> Uh, it's been a long election campaign yeah <laughs> you're telling me jesus christ aaron and friends aaron and friends <laughs> Harper! everybody loves aaron <laughs> well this has been fun uh, do you know what it's funny this is the first political podcast the first time we got to cover an election yeah and now tomorrow you have to vote and then and then your vote doesn't count unless you watch our live stream which is sad but that's how the world works yeah but it's the, you know, it's, it counts as a spoiled ballot so <laughs> yeah you have to come to our just go to canadianpoliticsisboring.com we're there on the is, front page yeah it's just it'll bring you can watch us live we may or may not be featuring wonderful products by generous people um if Who not knows? and it would just make up my own products right yeah no. Or services. Just tell, just email us and tell us the, the, the company that you have, and we'll talk about it. Just because, yeah. Send us, send us a dollar. Just something. we just want free stuff. We just want free shit. You know, yeah. like influencers ring up ho- hotels, saying, uh, and he said hospitals. Influencers ring up hospitals. We want to stay at your hospital. <laughs> I want, uh, <laughs> I want the best bed in the hallway. Yeah. The dim lighting. <laughs> can I get Some a? Uh, can I get a free? Can you remove my appendix for free? <laughs> if you do, I'll get you a ton of likes. <laughs> Um, uh, no, I was going to say they, they ring up hos- uh, hotel. I said it again. They ring up hotels. <laughs> Why do I confuse a hospital with a hotel? They're very different. Um, uh, <laughs> Remind me never to go on vacation with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my own room. I'm not even on a ward. It's wonderful. <laughs> I can see the ocean from the window. Um, no, my point is that influencers ring up uh, hotels and they say, hey, I'll do free. Let me stay for free and all this kind of thing. Mm. And um uh, we're, we're just sinking to that level. I wouldn't call us influencers, but I would say um, just free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just because, you know, the best things in life are free, especially stuff. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I yes, I agree. Stuff, Free stuff is great. We want free stuff. So the call to action is if you have a company of any type whatsoever – there, just just scroll down in the show notes of whatever podcast platform you're listening to in our show notes that we've typed up, a little description, and there's a little link to email us. Just click that link, and it'll just send us right to an email, and you can just tell us about your company. Yeah. There and you I, go. I, and I would just like one we'll, last thing. we'll start a conversation with you yeah, yeah. about and, how we can talk about your company. And as someone who can't vote, even though I live here and I have two businesses and I pay taxes and my kids use that help the schools and we all use right. the health system. Um, I've been a complete passenger in this whole election campaign and reliant on Canadians voting. Right. Um, maybe I'll be able to vote in the next election. I'm, I'm, you know, getting close to being able to be a citizen and everything. So, but, um, I feel for you, man. Like, I yeah, yeah. I, I, we've I been talking, we've been talking all about you and your, <laughs> <laughs> Important. I know, but I'm, I'm democratically, democratically blocked, um, from taking part. I had, a, I had a girlfriend, Arielle, in Calgary, um, like 13, 12 years ago, something like that. And 13, 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. and she was from Texas, and uh, she loved Canada. She was trying to become 
um, like a permanent resident and citizen. And she it was taking so much time, so much effort, so much money, um, and so many lawyers, and she couldn't do it. And she just the number one thing she wanted is for people to vote. Yeah. Right. And it's, I, it was really quite eye opening because someone who's you know been a Canadian my entire life, um, I I guess I just took this for granted. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, and so it's like it's eye opening when someone like of your stature mentions that. But I also know? and also as well like I've I come from the UK where there's very class based tribalism, and the UK is in a really weird place with Brexit and um, and everything at the moment, and then the US is. Is the US and they do all this stuff. And then you look around the world and there's um, authoritarianism's on the rise and there's lots of crazy stuff going on. You look at Brazil, you look at Hungary, these countries where populist right-wing governments are taking over. Um, the world is in a weird place. And Canada, yeah. despite uh, some of the stuff we've covered, is still a very civil society. I mean, if you're speaking comparatively, then yes. Well, that's, the, that's the only way you can speak. Because we don't live in a perfect world, and I would say, can I? I, I love this. I don't think it's the I, I, only way you can speak. <laughs> well, you can only compare. You can only talk comparative to other things. Mm. In well, a sense, I of, mean, that's what comparative means. Like, yeah, yeah but, that, but that's what I mean. You can only talk about Canada as as a democratic society in comparison to other democratic societies. Sure, you can't compare it to a perfect democratic society because they don't exist. Sure, and will they ever exist? We don't know. But I would just like to say that it's an awesome country. And I like how nice and civil people are and the, how sensible everybody is. Comparatively I, speaking. Because, right. <laughs> yes, because the rest of the world might be a, on fire, but people in Canada are still nice. That's true. And I think people still... Vote. I think we could be nicer. I know, but I think people still, as much as there's been dark stuff and we've covered like the far right and all the other stuff that's going on and... Um, I still think that most people are going to vote out of the goodness of their heart, not just selfishly for things that interest them, but because they want Canada to be better. And I would like people to go out and use that when they vote. If you could vote, who would you vote for? Um, Unless you want to keep that private. I don't know. I'm still so new here. Hmm. I'm, I don't feel invested emotionally to any of the parties. Whereas if, if it was in the UK, I'd know I'd vote for within a heartbeat. Yeah. Because of who I am and where I come from. Because of that, that tribalism. You just kind of, where you grow up and how you were raised and which class you're part of. You, right. you just vote for them because they represent your community. But... Um, I very much don't know. I'm I'm still that's that's my journey is working out who would I support, who would I vote for. Um what I'd, would you do to if you could vote tomorrow? What would have been your process to inform yourself? Here, I'm I would interviewing look, you. Look at this. I would not <laughs> look at the party and the leader. I wouldn't judge it based on who's going to be prime minister. I would judge it based on who's going to be representing this area. What kind of person are they like? What do you mean? The candidate in this riding Okay. I would be like, who's going to represent this, this writing? Because that, that's, that's the only say we do have, is who's going to fill that chair. Right. Oh, that's smart. I so like I, that. I probably yeah. look at it and I look at the individual platforms and try and find if any of the debates were online and I can rewatch the videos. And I base it on that because that's the only say I can see on a, on a micro level. That right. We have that. That's, that would tend to be how I would, how I would vote. Okay. No, that's good. I like that. Yeah, I'm going to go do the same. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, go and vote. See you tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow night on a we'll live see, stream. So your your call to action is... is uh, live stream tomorrow night. Live stream. Number one. Vote. Oh, hold on. Number one is uh, 
click on our email in our show show notes and send us send us an email say hi tell us about your company or ask us for tell us about your company a b uh ask for a personalized ringtone c make sure to go vote tomorrow and d afterwards come and check us out at canadian politics is boring at gmail.com no not canadian politics is boring dot com the dot com don't, don't, don't come and view us on a website on an email on yeah, web- yeah. canadian politics is boring dot com or just our youtube channel and watch us live coverage those four things there you go those are your call to action there's a lot of things to do we know just go fucking do them just, just do it <laughs> just do it just do it what just else? do it have you got something better to do yeah seriously what are like, you gonna do s- eat a yogurt like come on or a yogurt or or yeah what um or um i don't know scratch your ass for another three hours while watching new girl i mean that does that's what you're gonna do next yeah thanks for listening and sticking us in your ear holes we will see you tomorrow we love you all so much uh that's it i think we're done cool i'm gonna go see my puppy i'm gonna go home and watch new girl and scratch my ass for three hours Woo! (laughs) bye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there.